Hello and welcome back to another episode of D54. I'm Amit and today I'm joined by Ben from the History Voyager podcast. Um, today we're reviewing Let Me In, directed by Matt Reeves. Um, so welcome, Ben. Thanks so much for jumping on the podcast, man. Really excited to chat about oh, this movie. Thank you. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, man. It was a pretty fantastic one. But um, before we do, man, let, let the people know uh, what's your podcast about and, you know, my stunning appearance on it. <laughs> Hey, I liked it. Um, yeah. My podcast is called The History Voyager. It started out as a deep dive in the Spanish flu and COVID-19. Um, I started my podcast after there had been this major historical uh, reappraisal of basically the Spanish flu. And it, essentially, it was a, it was a serious uh, evolutionary choke point in human history, the Spanish flu was, um, it killed, you know, anywhere from a few million people to, I think, uh, a billion with a B people like billion, mm. about a billion yeah. people. Nobody really knows currently how many people died of the Spanish flu. Um, also people are less sure about what the Spanish flu was actually like what the actual disease was. Um, but in the course of talking to folks about my, or in the course of it, basically promoting my podcast, um, I realized that, you know, 2020, 2021, 2022 are bonkers years and that needs to be covered. That needs to be talked about. So what I do now is I talk to just average normal people uh, some of them are less average and less normal than other people. Uh, I actually have an actor on my last podcast. He's an actor, oh. he, but he owned a Tesla. And I had yes. him on there, Emmett, because of um, uh, basically because our conversation about yeah. electric cars. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Oh, I'm going to check that episode out because, um, yeah. So, when me and Ben chatted on his podcast, it went from. Started off talking movies, but we pretty quickly transitioned to talking about electric cars, <laughs> and then from there we talked about metaverse and scams, and <laughs> we sort of went everywhere, everywhere, everywhere with that. But um, it's a yeah. great show, man. Um, I really enjoyed it because it was like I think the way you described it to me was like, um, like people of today's generation don't have like a radio. Like we used to grow up listening to a radio, you know, um, which I mm. guess people might have, but it felt like it's a conversation of two people about whatever. And that's the cool I part think, about it. So. I think my show is important because like, you know, you might have friends or you have friends or you have whatever, but you don't actually have conversations about mm. like what's going on in the world. You might, or you, you will, but you won't like, let's talk about the metaverse. And we're just two normal people, but we're talking about the metaverse. And what do you think about it? And I think that's important because it's important for folks to hear that this is how people think about stuff. No, exactly right. Yeah. No, it, was a, it was a great conversation, man. But one thing that we definitely picked up was um, your love and appreciation for really good movies. So <laughs> that was mm -hmm. a nice little, nice little segue there into this little gem of a movie, man. Like, 
So this was this was your recommendation, man. I had a when we were sort of brainstorming what movie to do, and you asked me, "Have I seen Let Me In?" And I was like, "No, I don't think I have." And then you know, I saw the trailer a bit, and I was like, "Okay, this looks interesting." And sort of we went into you know, I looked, I started watching it. I was like, "This is a different movie." And then within no time, I was like, "Wow, okay, this is actually pretty cool <laughs> and pretty different to what I've seen in today's age, man." So um, yeah, you can you know, we're here to break it all down and talk about all its um talk about it in all its glory. So but let, let, let's start a little bit with the um this is an interesting genre and I like the way you sort of described it to me before. Yeah. It's sort of a horror if you sort of view it as a horror, but it's definitely, you know, a romance and it's a unique one at that, you know. Um, it's a it's a love story and a horror movie all rolled in the one. Yeah. And it, but, and it works both as a love story and a horror movie at the same time. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and that's one thing that I... So I try to cast my mind back to think what other movies have sort of tackled this kind of genre blending. Honestly, hard to find. Like, romance, like love and rom- like romance, love, and horror, like, they don't connect at this deep level from what I've seen. Uh, at least nothing that came to my mind straight away. You know, we've seen, like, horror and comedy seem to be a, a good mix because you can go crazy with that. Um, obviously, action and horror are sort of hand in hand. Yeah. But like this, this, this theme of like love, and you know, on top of that, it's portrayed by two, you know, kids. Well, I guess you can't call the vampire a kid, can you? Um, well, the, the child but, who played yeah. I mean, Chloe, Chloe Grace Moritz is a, a you know, twenty-five-year-old young lady now, but yeah. um, she did this when she was a child. I yeah. mean, that's amazing to think about. Oh, she was like, "This is this is one of the greatest performances I've ever seen." It's. Do you want to? I think we should say um, essentially the plot, very basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. Not to give too much away, but it's a story about a a young boy. Uh, named Owen, who's played by uh, uh, McPhee. Um, yeah, McPhee. Um, uh, let me. Uh, uh, Cody. Cody Smith McPhee. Cody McPhee. Is it Cody McPhee? Okay. Cody Smith McPhee. Cody Smith McPhee, right. And yeah. it's a young boy, and he. He and his mother are going through a, are basically a, a bad time. Um, his mother is getting a divorce uh, from from uh, Owen's father. That's the mm. character's name, Owen. Yep. And basically, Owen is having a really hard time at school. He's being bullied. And the thing I think that's really cool about this movie is there's a way to see this movie where you can totally see it where like Owen is a victim here. You know, he, he's sort of the victim, but there's another way to see it where, you know, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Especially. uh, Well, the thing is like, so I saw this movie in the theater. When I first saw it, I saw it in a theater. Right, okay. And I was like, 
oh my god, this movie's amazing. And so I was literally like messaging all my buddies, you've got to see this movie. Yeah. Like, dude, you got to see it. It's amazing. So I got the DVD, and I right. saw there's some deleted scenes where it's like, they shouldn't have had that scene deleted. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. So, like... <laughs> Yeah, right. Because so this is this was my first time I'd heard of it or even watched it. So mm. I'm sure this is the kind of movie that if you watch again, you probably get more out of it. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's it's what, definitely. Oh, what was that? What's funny about it, or funny? What's odd or different about this movie is you can actually watch this movie like different times, and it seems different to you. Like you would, you look at a painting and the painting seems different or like a crystal and the crystal seems different, whatever, like mm. this same, it's the same thing. Um, but basically like, so Cody and his mother's getting a divorce. Cody's having a hard time. He's being bullied in school. Um, and he meets this, what he thinks is a, is a young girl who's about his age. Um, about 12 years old. More or less. Yeah. <laughs> well. I think the yeah, yeah, I guess so. Cody, um, Cody, mm. actor, sorry, uh, Owen is about twelve years old, and I think when she tells him, uh, he also says I'm twelve. But yeah, you can sort of tell all is not as it seems from that scene when they first meet as well. And yeah, so yeah. Sort of, just to continue on a little bit, it was just basically they find solace in each other. Um, a little bit, and mm-hmm. then we find out more about mm-hmm. find more about we find out more about Owen. We find out more about um, Abby. I guess the movie does it starts a little bit with a mysterious intro, which I sort of forgot in the between the movie. <laughs> with um, you know, something happens, and there's a detective who finds someone that's been burnt. You know, yeah, there's a bit of mystery to start with, and it sort of tails back to that. It turns out that as we're finding out more about Abby's condition, she's actually a you know, a vampire. So, mm. you know, she has a, I guess we're calling him a guardian at this point or someone she's with, which is also a bit mysterious because they don't well, tell us who he is until we find out a bit later. <laughs> he's not her. Well, you, you're led to believe that he's the guardian, mm. but obviously he's not the guardian. Yeah. He's, he's the previous he, he, she can't. Okay. So she's 12 years old, right? However old she really is, the world sees her as 12. Yeah. So she can't go about the world as an independent person. She has to have a person with her. Mm-hmm. Right. So he was the last person. Yeah. Presumably there was a person before that because she's actually. The DVD kind of, kind of um, talked a little bit about how old she might have been. Was this like a director's commentary? Is that, that kind of stuff? Or there was, was an actual. Like, um, there was a. There was a scene. Yeah. Okay. Where the deleted scenes. There was a deleted scene, and it talked about how old, not specifically like a year, but like she's really old. Yeah. Okay, but she's always been 12. And I get why the movie um, 
I get why he chose not to include that scene from a storyteller perspective, but from like if it was a novel, you'd have to include that. But if it was just yeah. a movie, you know. Mm-hmm. But no, um, I think yeah. it is based on a novel. So that might have been stuff that was actually in the Swedish novel. Um, what was the I had the name yeah. of the novel before? It's uh. Let the right one right. in is the name of the novel. Yeah, let the right one in. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so mm. you know, it might have been based on that. I do, I do wonder why he did that. I think it's, and we'll speak about it a little bit more later. But I think his style of filmmaking, Matt Reeves, and I've not seen too much. I've seen, I've seen a few movies, but at least in this movie, it seemed like he was he has a strong focus on just sort of character and emotion, and maybe the storyline even came a little bit second to that. So I don't know if you wanted us as the viewer to really go into those details. Because um, even like, it took me a while to register <laughs> that that old photo they had was actually, you know, um, the person we thought was a guardian. And, um, you know. Well, let me yeah. ask, because I haven't seen the movie. Um, I saw mm-hmm. the movie recently, of course, for this show, but yeah. I haven't seen the movie for the first time in years. Yeah. <laughs> so... When you first encounter the old man, what do you what do you think he is in her life? Do you think he's her father or Oh, so I think I think it goes through a few stages. I think when we first see when we first see them together, you know, and coming out the car, um, then I assumed it was a father and daughter relationship. Um then slowly it starts yeah. to become like I start to realize he's not the father, but I don't connect the dots that it's necessarily a previous lover straight away. So I think he's a guardian at some time, maybe like, you know, the last family member that she had, um, like maybe an uncle yeah. or something like that, that really, that, you know, helped her grow up or something like that. Um, so you don't really connect it to the father. Like, uh, you don't really connect it that it's a previous lover or something like that. It took, quite, it took me quite a while to really, really register that. And um, until that photo came and I was like, oh, Okay. Yeah. You know, with the glasses yeah, and everything a, like that. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a photo, like, I think she's carrying uh, in a suitcase or something. Yeah. The thing, the thing I think that's great about this movie is how tight it is, like how small oh, yeah. the world is of this movie. And there's a lot of things that are sort of hinted at. Mm-hmm. Like when she, okay, so Abby's a vampire. Um, and in this universe, uh, vampires are very strong, and they're very uh, so. Abby's very strong, and she can transform. Yep. Um, Into like we a never, beast. Like, yeah, yeah. We never see her transform entirely. We hear it, and we certainly hear the uh, effects of it, yep. but we never see it. No, there's no, um, um, which I actually, one thing I did want to, since you're talking about that point, I sort of, because I do like vampire movies in general. I've seen quite a few of them. This movie, mm. I, it does, it has a unique and fresh take on this whole angle, I think, that hasn't been done since or even at that time. I, I mean, it might have been done at some time. And maybe you have, you know, of any, but I, I couldn't remember of a vampire being portrayed as a, you know, in a kid's body. I'll put it like that. You know, like yeah. a 10-year-old, 12-year-old. Because all the ones I think of are either, you know, adults 
um, or teenagers, like the Twilight series and stuff like that. But yeah. to have a child like that, um, obviously her performance was absolutely incredible. Um, both just, you know, the emotion she portrayed and the stillness she mm-hmm. had, and even some of the physical acting she did as well. Really impressive. I was blown away by her. Um, mm. Yeah, mm. She was a really talented actress. Uh, but, yes. <laughs> you know, but in terms of like that whole portrayal was pretty unique. And I sort of liked how they didn't go into, you know, um, too much details or try to give us the... Because with some of these horror movies, you know, they could, they could try to shock and awe you with visuals, if you know what I mean, like gore and, you know, hours being chopped off and, you know, right. that kind of slasher kind of horror. But this was definitely, in a way, it plays... Well, there were some scenes that were, like, you know, um, had a scary element to them. I think the first time she transformed, it was kind of a jump scare, and I was like, oh, okay. That was all of a sudden. Um, and a few scenes like that. But in general, it really yeah. plays on your mind. The, the horror is just as much as... It's much as, it's just as much psychological. <laughs> it's psychological, it a lot of it. A lot of the horror yeah. is psychological. And... Yeah. Um, to me, like I like I said, um, the thing about um, so to me the the thing about the um, the movie that's so cool that that you don't that I haven't seen in other uh, other movies done this way is I've seen this movie a lot over the years. And every time I see it, you get this real sense that Abby actually cares about Owen. Mm. You know? Like, you get a real sense of that. Yeah, interesting. And, like, she wants to protect him in a way from what she is. Yeah. You know? Um Yeah. And you also see, like, in the end where, I mean, not the end, the, well, the end of the old man, where the old mm. man, um, they cared about each other. You could tell. Yeah. It definitely, that was the part that, you know, so we talked a little bit, a little bit about the mystery element, and I think it plays on that really well, because even at that point, mm. you could definitely, um, just read into that like it's a father-daughter relationship, right? Because it's not, yeah. it's not overt. It's um, you know, it's caressing yeah, the like, hand and things like that. So it's not. We um, should totally, we should totally say for for the audience here that, um, this is a very sweet, gentle love story. That's what's so crazy yeah. about it. It's a it's a sweet, gentle love story. Oh, it's so it's so heartwarming. It's um, told next to a scary, terrifying. Yeah. Exactly. Horror movie. <laughs> yeah. That contrast is that contrast is awesome. Um, That's why it, it works. is really it's so um, poignant and beautiful. I thought with how it's sort of yeah. portrayed, it's so touching. The way you know, we we'll talk. We haven't talked about it much, but I thought he, the actor um, Cody Smith McPhee, who plays Owen, also pretty pretty good pretty good performance. And uh, you know, he showed he did sort of show us that troubled child view a lot and it's just I like that chemistry they had with each other and how much they sort of meant to each other which was really mm. cool it's like um, you know you really connect to the character like in some ways like just to see the oh, trauma yeah. he's sort of gone through 
and he's found this person um, he thinks is a person, I guess, <laughs> um, to sort of help him get through, you know, the ordeals he's going through because he's being bullied, he's being pushed around, he's doing these kids that are bullying him are pretty brutal, and mm-hmm. the movie does a good job of not holding back, like you know, it really just lays it on thick, like <laughs> it shows us how how bad he's being treated. Multiple mm. times, like just getting smacked in the face with the stick at the time, and um, mm. it's it doesn't hold back at all. So, yeah, I really enjoyed like the relationship these two had and the way they grow. And you really, because the way I guess this movie is shot and filmed, you start to fall into this world and everything that sort of they're going through. So, I don't know, man, how did you feel? Were you really emotionally connected to this movie like I was? The first time I saw the movie, the very first time. I really got the sense that Abby was had found somebody or thought that she'd found somebody that she could be with yeah. on her level. Because remember, on in a lot of ways, like she's twelve too. Yeah. Um and of course the real horror comes in when you start doing the numbers and you start realizing, you know, Cody or Owen is going to grow older and she's not. (laughs) Yeah. What's that going to look like? Um, What happened with the old What's that going to look like Uh, later? And so that's the true horror. Correct. Right. That's, she's killing people for sure. But the real horror is he's going to grow older and she's not. And, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It puts in your mind a bit because, like, you know, like, you're in this situation watching this movie where I guess when all those, so, you know, carrying on with the movie, we find out that basically, um, you know, the guardian that we thought was a guardian, her ex-lover, um, he dies, they find out, the cops find out. But then, you know, um, Abby's left in this position without him. And it's basically, you know, sooner or later, the next big turning point is for Owen to find out who who she really is. And, you know, mm-hmm. in a scene where the detective who's after them, you know, that's, yeah. he's, he witnesses exactly what she is, you know. Um, well, not really, this, because she closes the door. Yeah, yeah. That's Remember? Uh, I, I think <laughs> no, but but I think he's still because um, there's a scene where he's where the detective is reaching, pointing his, his hand his hand out to reach out to him. So I think it's actually Owen that closes the door slowly, and um, he's at least he can yeah. at least see what's happened to the detective and the brutality yeah, that's o- taken place. Owen's the one that closes the door, and that yeah, I mean, but, um, yeah, yeah. So I and, guess you know the touching part about that was like. He still accepts her for who she is, and that's all she sort of wanted. But then, sorry, oh, sorry. hold on, okay. that was a scam. <laughs> My phone told me that was a scam. Yeah, <laughs> save this on that one. Um, <laughs> but essentially, I think like you're you're sort of in this situation where you're wanting to wanting them to be together. Like at least I was because. You want them to sort of be together. You want this relationship to last. You want, um, yeah. 
you know, the horrors that Owen's faced to go away and that, you know, we see how isolated Abby is. Like, she's all by herself. She has nothing. She can't do anything. All she really has is, you know, Owen at this point. So you sort of, you're really rooting for them. And it just plays in your mind because at the end, you know, when they're sort of, uh, you know, they make the decision that they're going to run off together and, you know, they've got um, Abby in a trunk. It's kind of like, it's, I guess it's bittersweet because on one hand, yeah. it's like, all right, you know, this is happy that you guys are together still. But then, as you just said, real, the real horror kicks in when you start to think about it and you realize, oh, wait, you're going to become like the old man. Um, and we saw what the yeah. old man, I think the old man was really great because he also showed us a warning of what happens. Like over time, he must have obviously loved her, but how can you continue a relationship with, you know, someone in a 12-year-old body as you keep growing older? Well, well, the next question I have is, and I thought about this, like, hypothetically speaking, right? Mm-hmm. Hypothetically speaking, if Abby could get blood yep. but didn't need the, you know, didn't need somebody like Owen to do that or somebody like the old man, mm-hmm. would she still be in a relationship with these people? Like, would she still want to be, have a person mm. that she could be with? I mean, that's a question. That's a good question. And that's, it's, so, it's the, not- so the last time I saw it, which was a couple of days ago, that, that was the question in my mind for the first time was like, yeah, right. I don't, if she could, <laughs> you know, it's such a great question. Because it is. Because the thing is, this is not, you know, um, she's obviously loved and lost before. Um, and again, it's not hinted at how many times this has happened, but I think yeah, if you assume that's happened more than once, uh, or even if you don't assume and you think it's going to keep going, there's going to get a point where she's going to realize that doing this over and over again is just going to be too difficult. So is it more she's just using people to just, um, you know, and it's see, that's the, that's the thing about this movie that's so cool. That's why I like it so much yeah. is you can watch it different times and you mm-hmm. can have different reactions. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those movies, man. It plays it's on your a mind. Classic. It's a classic. And that's what I love about movies that do that. You watch them mm. once. Like, honestly, even before I even talk to you about this stuff. I don't think I even thought about that. So you raised a question for me, <laughs> you know, without me even rewatching it. So oh, the discussions yeah. you can have about this movie is yeah. pretty crazy, man. <laughs> because it's re- this is, I don't know if you've seen the show True Blood. I've seen right? a little bit, not much. Yeah, I've seen, time. I think I saw the first couple, the first several seasons, but oh, okay. it got really, really stupid. <laughs> and this is better than True Blood because it's real. Yeah. Like it feels real in a way that other vampire stuff just doesn't feel real. The most remarkable part about that is it's portrayed by kids, (laughs) you know? Exactly. Um, So it's not really normally like, you know, with protagonists, when you see someone, you know, around normally seen around middle aged, so it's a balance for adults to be able to relate to them. But in this case, 
it was just children, basically. Um, but the and stories they told was exactly right. It's so relatable to that. It's just like, what would, mm. and it makes you question, like, what would you do if you were in that situation? Because it's so weird to be in, you know? There's obviously yeah. a strong emotional connection between these two. Um, it's profound. It's deep. It's, you know, it's real. You know, it's it's almost like they're saving each other. But the reality is, you know, how much longer will that last? Uh, due to just the complication of the the age, you know? Because um, in all, all intents and purposes, she doesn't just look 12. She actually has a demeanor of someone that's 12 as well, right? She is. I mean, like a, she basically... Yeah. So here's the thing I think that... Um, here's the thing I think that um, Matt Reeves caught perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much you know about human development, like mentally, emotionally. The but, basics. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I studied this in college a little bit. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. The thing he caught, the director, Matt Reeves, caught yeah. perfectly is when you're 12, you're a child, but you're coming into your um, physically, you're just starting to come uh, into your body. Yes, yes. Hang on. Okay, but emotionally, you're still a child. So she's always going to be that. Yeah. Abby is always going to be that. And she he caught that perfectly, I thought. Yes. The director, I thought he nailed, and I guess to a point, Abby or Chloe mm-hmm. also nailed. Yeah, this this is what this is going to be like, right? That's really interesting. Yeah, it's it's a perfect. Yeah, it's it's a. If he was any younger, it'd be too childlike. Um, you know, yeah. to be believable, I guess. And if he's older, then it'd be like an adult, and I guess you could see some way of going forward. With a young adult, but it's right in between at her age, at twelve. It's like it, where if she'd been maybe before, four, <laughs> if she'd been maybe four years older, yeah, like <laughs> that's a little oh, more adult. Yeah, yeah. Then, then it'd but, be because physically yeah. she would have grown into her body a bit more and stuff like that. Um, but also, like her brain, even like, emotionally, yeah. Like teachers, like if you if you talk to a teacher, um, a teacher will tell you that. The year, but the year, the summer that a kid goes from like 13 to 14 and then 15, 15, you know, 14 to 15, 15 to 16, those years are are critical in human development. And Abby hasn't had that yet. So in this show, so, but the director caught that and Abby portrayed that beautifully. I thought so. Yeah, and to me, yeah. the thing as as an adult, you know, years down the road, years down the road from having seen this movie the first time, mm. this was That's not marketed spot. as a kids movie. No, not at all. I you know, I, I I don't think it would even be, um, which is again really interesting because again, yeah. just the. I mean, I don't know if 
I don't know necessarily if kids won't understand what's happening with this, but it's definitely something that adults will relate to. <laughs> you know, yeah, it doesn't have something um, adults relate to. Yeah, and they can sort of ponder but, these sort of questions like we are. But see, that's that's the beauty of it is the kids weren't even. It's a very sweet little love story that's wrapped yeah. up in terror. The elements of the love story are also so relatable. I think that's sort of why mm. it's. You know, we've all had that feeling of sort of not being understood and finding that somebody or hoping to find that somebody. Um, finding that somebody through. and then you're scared. Like you're you're really yeah. scared. And correct. Owen's kind of feeling that, but man, is it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the power of it, right? Like despite whatever he's seeing, yeah. um, it doesn't dissuade him. He's still very much like, no, no, you know, the power of love is so strong, I guess. Yeah, um, that these two characters showed, and yeah, like I think it, the casting was absolutely phenomenal. We talked about Chloe already so much, but really, like you know, she really hit it out the park with this because to play that kind of role as a kid, but to be able to make it so that you know adults can appreciate it as well, it's a tough role for her to sort of accomplish. And yeah, oof, it like you're right, it is one of the best performances that I can even remember as of late, and the situation as well. Um, Fantastic. I'll be it's, it's, yeah. it's why that movie to me is why she's an actress. Like it's why people yeah. it's if I were a director, it's what I would think about yeah. with her. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. You know, give you know, give me that. <laughs> Do that. Yeah. It's unfortunate <laughs> her career hasn't her career hasn't panned out as well as you would think. It's sort of I mean, I think she's done some interesting work, but I know that she was in that recent Tom and Jerry movie, which is meant to be absolutely horrible. Um, <laughs> so I think she's had a bit of a mixed bag, which is interesting. Because yeah. if you see this, you just think like, wow. I know the other role that I've seen her in, where I thought she was really good as a kid again, was Kick-Ass, if you've seen that movie. I saw that, yeah. Yes. She was good in that. Yeah. She was really good in that. She, I yeah. saw um, the reboot of Carrie. Oh, okay. In- I haven't seen the reboot. Okay. They okay, so every everything that we're talking about, how wonderful she was in this movie. In Carrie, so Carrie is a movie about a young lady who has who can't fit in at school. Right. First of all, in what universe is it that somebody that pretty, some girl Mm -hmm. that pretty, can't fit in at school? So she was completely miscast in that role, I thought. But she did yeah. a good job with what she had. Yeah. But she was really good in like me, like really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> like Nah, Carrie's old. I haven't seen the new one. I've seen the old classic one. Um, the way that Nicholson in The Shining, the way you can watch The Shining, yeah, yeah. And, and you don't know, like, is that a horror? Or am I watching like a domestic disturbance or am I watching a horror movie? And you can go back and forth. Correct. Kind of like it's sort of in that realm, right? Definitely. To me. True. Yeah. No, it's fantastic, man. Um, I'll touch a little bit on. Um, I have not seen, as I said, I touched a little bit on Matt Reeves before, but man, like if you've seen the Batman as of late, he took a lot of inspiration from this. I mean, they're both his movies, so 
but he he used a lot from the recent Batman to this one. It is you can almost do a frame by frame comparison with sort of how he's done it with this one. Huh. Um, the same the same way you build sort of atmosphere in this, the minimum dialogue, which I absolutely loved. Like I don't know what you thought about that, but the fact that the first twenty minutes of this movie, there was barely any talking. It was just like background chatter, um, you know, uh, off screen sort of dialogue, but nothing direct. There's no exposition. It was just told through, you know, basically just you know just very little um scene by scene shots. Him going to school, having a hard time. Him having dinner with mm. his mother and having you know a and you know disconnected story. Uh, insult the troubled childhood. Um, even mm. when they first meet, it's just like, you know, there's, there's a Rubik's Cube and they talk about that a little bit, but there's nothing really like that deep. And so the way to tell story that he did in this one, honestly, it's my favorite kind of storytelling when it's just um, little dialogue and show, don't tell. So that's what he was doing fantastically. It's perfect. Uh, I mean, it's perfect that way. Yeah, I thought. Definitely, man. But even like the music and the... You know, the, the palette of the movie and everything like that was really dim. It suited the theme of the movie as well. Like, it was dark and, you know, mm. you could tell something's not really going right here. But at the same time, in contrast, you see the beautiful story that the two kids well, are having. And it's like, wow, okay, this is pretty beautiful. Really, thing about really this, strange place. <laughs> that's the thing about this movie that struck me every time I see it is you can watch the movie, like the actual, the frame, like not the movie, but the actual photography. And you know something is wrong. Something doesn't feel right as you're watching it. So you're always on edge. Yeah. I thought. That's that. That's that. That that element of mystery sort of keeps playing on. Um, Mm. I really like that. It was... uh, Fantastic. Even some of the camera angles that they use to just portray um, emotion. I haven't seen, except for the Batman, which is... Or the you know, again, or the big demon reveal that we don't see. There's a big yes. demon reveal that we never see. Yeah. <laughs> this is talking about the end and scene, right? <laughs> to me, that's why the movie is so classic, is like with Jaws, right? Yeah. You don't ever see the shark. No. Until like the end or not the end, but you know what I'm saying? Like the, the mouth of the shark, you know, comes up later. Yes. Yes. To me, that's what's so, that's why we're talking about this movie is the demon reveal. The fact that there's a sweet love story. The fact that Owen closes the door. The fact that (laughs) Mm -hmm. if Owen didn't close the door, it'd be a different movie. Definitely. No, you're right. That's a good point. <laughs> very, very um, focused approach and intentional de- intentional um, sort of decision-making to sort of uh, put these scenes sh- in place, to sort of put to the sort of show in place you that, with the kind of, yeah. To sort of show you that Owen is not the victim here. Yeah. He's a willing participant. And- Correct. In Abby's yeah, right. situation, yeah, yeah, and you know, it's only right. you the it's only you the adult who's scared for the older Owen. Correct. No, he's right. You know, at that point when yeah, 
at that at that point you realize that he's 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 in it with her like they're you know they're together mm. in this now <laughs> you know that was a that was a that, that was a decision point but um other things they did really well was like you know the whole um you know the the law of the vampires and all that like you know you can't mm. come in unless you're being invited in so they keep sort of playing on that and it's you know, I think we all know because we all know about vampires. But when you put it, when we're sort of looking at it through Owen's eyes, you kind of, you kind of in his position, and you're like, "Why don't you just come in? Let's see what happens." And again, it's not like she just walks in and she bursts into flames straight away. It takes time to build, right? Um, she walks in mm. and slowly something's happening, and then when he says it, it all becomes better. And just at the moment she says something like, "You know," um, he asks, "Like, you know, what would happen if I didn't say anything?" And she says something like, I knew, you know, I knew you wouldn't that that happened. <laughs> it's like, well, man, and you also think about how she's willing to be vulnerable with him at the store mm. when they go to the little convenience store yes. or whatever. And she's willing to eat candy and she can't. So yeah. I, I love this movie. <laughs> I, I do. I think it's great yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. No, that that seems again. That touches a little bit on the point where you said yep. something like, um, I think you mentioned like, does do they, like you you think that she really cares for him? So I think that sort of answers that a little bit. I, I don't think it was a it was a manipulative game. I think there was genuine love between the two of them. Um, but yeah, it's again when you say that, my mind just thinks back to the fact that yeah, just thinking about older Owen and how that's going to go through. Yeah, man, so it's been been great, great chatting about this movie, man. It's um one that I'm definitely going to remember for a long time. But as we like to do on this podcast, man, we like to have a bit of a rating system. So, <laughs> uh, you know, we got a couple of categories. It's basically your kind of similar to your one to five, but we've mixed it up a little bit. So. Yeah, man. I'm pretty sure I know which one you're going to give this, but just to confirm it, there's disposable, disaster, defender, uh, defendable, dynamite, and dope. So where would this fall on your D scale? Dope. <laughs> and let yeah. me tell you why. Yes, please do. Watch it again. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Watch it again. That's true, man. That's very true. Because I'm. Go, go for it. It's one of those movies. The more you watch, the more you watch it, you pick it up on different things. You know. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely that dope. kind of movie, man. Yeah. How yeah. is it for I, you? Look, it's pretty honestly. It's pretty high up there. I don't normally give dope that easily, but look, this is a. The thing is, if I can watch a movie and it leaves a memory like this on me. Then yeah, I I can't really criticize it for that. So yeah, I'm right there with you. This is dope. This is awesome. This is like, this is exactly the kind of movie I like. The ones that make you question throughout the movie what's going on. The ones that make you think about sort of deeper questions, like yeah. the challenges that we had that we talked about, the situation that Owen will be in when he grows up. The fact that it but can that's not in the movie, thing. is it? No, exactly. It's all in between. That's what I love about it. <laughs> it's all the stuff you infer from the movie. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Uh, and as you said, a movie that you sort of gain more and more over time. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a it's a 10. It's really great. The acting was great. Um, yeah. 
I love Matt Reeves as a director. This style is absolutely cool. Um, I'm going to look out for more of his stuff. If he does this kind of stuff, yeah, I'm all there. I haven't. He Cloverfield one. He Cloverfield one is cool. Yes. Um, that's I love Cloverfield one for a lot of yeah, the same reasons. But the other Cloverfields, I'm not a fan of. Like every other Cloverfield, basically is is not great. Is I just no. I haven't even <laughs> like, seen no. the other ones, to be honest. Um, Don't. So that, that, that's a, that's a good warning. <laughs> but Cloverfield One but, uh, is really, really, really good. Like really yeah. good. Um, I just like his f- um. I just love his style of directing. Like it's. You know, like I've I've heard that he takes a long time to make his movies, and that you can see from this movie, especially in his early days, as to you know the origins of that. So it's it's impressive. It's you know it's atmospheric, yeah. like this movie was. Like you're you're just in the movie, and there's a strong focus. It's not overcomplicated, like ninety percent of movies today. I feel so. You know, there's strong focus, strong emphasis on emotion. Um, I would recommend watching the Batman. That was probably one of the better movies of the year, especially if you like this. It doesn't have the same questions like we had that we talked about, but at least you know from a stylistic point of view, it's it's almost oh my god, it's so similar. <laughs> um, they're pretty impressive, man. Yeah, well, that'll that'll be that'll, that'll be it, man. We'll wrap it up there. So thanks again, Ben, for joining the podcast really enjoyed you having having you on the show man and um we'll chat soon thanks very much for having me on your show so uh thank you